0: during my very limited free time i've had during the summer and now subsequently my next semester in college i have been playing a video game called the legend of zelda breath of the wild i don't know if anybody in here has played this game logan logan my man back there louie my man my man back there breath of the wild so in in breath of the wild you start out as a guy his name's link and 100 years ago, the kingdom that Link lives in was attacked by Ganon. And Ganon has trapped Princess Zelda in the castle, and you have to go on a mission around the entire land. You have to gather up all of these like you know, troops and forces. You have to save the Divine Beasts, and you go and basically defeat Ganon. That's the whole story of the game. Questions at the end? I know you guys are wondering about this game, but that's not the point. What I'm saying here is that In this game, within the first 10 minutes of the game, you are assigned a mission. Now, we also have been assigned a mission from God, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight with the title aptly named On a Mission. We have all been sent on a mission from God. So, before we even move into this mission, first and foremost, we need to talk about church. So, church is about one thing. Church is about... Jesus. We are here at church because of Jesus. And if we're committed to the church, like we were talking about last week, you know, if any of you guys remember Big C Church, Little C Church, you know, that whole lesson. If we are devoted to being in the church, we need to remember that we are actually devoted to Jesus as well. You can't be devoted to the church but not be devoted to Jesus. If you're devoted to Jesus, you are devoted to the church. So, Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 18 says this The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him, that him being Jesus. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. I know, again, that's a lot of words, but here's what it's saying. Jesus is the head of the body of the church. So, like I said, when we commit to the church, we're actually committing to Jesus because scripture says that Jesus is the head of the church. So you can't be committed to one thing but not be committed to the other. And because of that, Jesus then assigns us a mission. Luke chapter 19, verses 9 and 10 says... That Or before we get to that, in this passage, Jesus met a man named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector, and tax collectors were very unpopular people at the time because tax collectors would come up to you and say, Hey, Levi, give me $15. Uh, yeah. nope. See? Exactly. I didn't even have to ask him. Levi told me, No, I'm not giving you $15. But the people would have to give the tax collectors money because that was their job, and if they didn't pay their taxes, they would probably be just be thrown in prison or something. So tax collectors were not very favorable people. And Zacchaeus was definitely not a very, uh, he was not a person with very good reputation simply because of his job. So in this story, Jesus comes up to the group of people, Zacchaeus was in there, and he says, today salvation has come to this house. And Zacchaeus decided to give up his life and follow Jesus, and Zacchaeus, because of that, found salvation. And verse 10 says, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So in verse 10 of this story, we see, we see the statement of Jesus's mission. Jesus came to earth to find, seek, and rescue the lost people, just like Zacchaeus. So Jesus's mission is to go out and save the lost. And because of that, Jesus is often compared to a shepherd. Does anybody in here know what a shepherd is? All right, I see a couple hands. So this past weekend, I was in my class for seminary. And my professor showed us this video. He was in Jerusalem with some with some class with some students from his class, and they were walking just in the desert road going to the next town. And there was literally just a Hebrew shepherd with a giant flock of sheep, and the dude was literally talking to the sheep. No, 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 no. You laugh, but this was like epic, like it was it was awesome. Like so, the sheep were walking on the road, and this one sheep, he's like, Nah, I'm gonna go over here. I like the desert sand over here better than desert sand there. And this dude in Hebrew, he just made noises and the sheep stopped, looked at him and made noises back. And then the shepherd made noises back to the sheep and the sheep went back into the flock and kept walking. He literally had communication with the sheep, told the sheep, hey, no, 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 no. Come on, come on, get back, get back. Get back. And he walked right with. It was like I was watching this video. I was literally watching this video, and he was talking about it. That all happened. So when Jesus is compared to a shepherd, when Jesus is compared to a shepherd, that's literally what Jesus does. You know, Jesus is the shepherd for the Christians, and when we Christians we stray a little bit, Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Come on. Come back. Come back. Come back. And then, like sheep, we all are supposed to just kind of follow him and listen to him. So Jesus's mission was to bring salvation to all people as the shepherd of people. So then what is our mission? Because like I said earlier, God has given us a mission, but all I've been talking about is Jesus, right? And obviously Jesus is not here on earth. Jesus in scripture, John 14 says that Jesus ascended to heaven to prepare a place for us. So when Jesus ascended, he gave us a mission. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen through 20 says this, says all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So our mission in according to scripture, which again is God breathed words. We can trust that our mission is to continue making disciples in Jesus' name. So, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. So, our mission is to continue making disciples, but a part of that, we have been given the Holy Spirit by God to do this properly. So, basically, what the Holy Spirit is, if we look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So, that verse is saying we have been given the Holy Spirit when we become Christians. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us and helps us make decisions, helps us go through our life, and can even call us to do certain things. So the the Holy Spirit's been something I've been thinking about of a lot lately. It's kind of been something on my heart and just kind of like processing and understanding what it is. And I remember um, this one day I was walking around my neighborhood, got my AirPod Pros in, you know, oh, no, Neil can't hear me. He's got his AirPods in kind of thing. So I'm walking up the road, and this Amazon truck, like I'm walking, is like driving the same speed I'm going, right? Like I'm just kind of walking. I'm like, I'm like bro, do you have my package? Like, like do you recognize me? Like you only have my address. I don't think you know what I look like. I don't have an Amazon Alexa. You don't know what my voice is like. So this dude gets out of the Amazon truck he's just walking up with his package. He just throws it. And like literally, it felt like 20 minutes from him getting out of the truck and walking up to the door because I was walking and all my mind just went off and said, you need to stop that guy and pray for him. And I just stood there and I was like, no, I can't do that. And then someone said, oh yes, you can. You're going to do that. So I was like, all right. So I took my AirPod out. I was like, hey, what's your name, man? He's like, Dominic, I'm like, can I pray for you? He's like, Sure. So we just prayed. And then, you know, he's like, hey, like, thanks, you know, I can really appreciate that. I was like, Yeah, I just wanted to pray for you. I just saw you walking, so I just did. He's like, Well, sweet. Have a good day. I was like, you too. And he just drove off. And I don't I don't know what that did for him. I don't know how that made his you know, if that made his day better, if there's, you know, if he was, he was feeling like really down and he needed somebody to pray. But that, what that was, was that that was the Holy Spirit working in me, not for my own benefit, but for somebody else. And usually the Holy Spirit works in quiet. It's usually something that happens and like, you don't really think about it. You know, it's not like I walked out of my house today, like, oh man, like, who could I pray for? Who could I make feel better? I just put my AirPods in and started listening to some Pokemon music because that's what I do. And it was a nice day outside. I didn't expect for me to pray for some random Amazon worker, but that's exactly what the Holy Spirit knew that I was supposed to do. So with that being said, how do we succeed in the mission that God has given us? So if we go back and look at Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, it says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So step one, go into the world. Step one, go. Easy. It's, it's literally two letters. All you need is two letters to make a word, and that word is go. If you had any less, it wouldn't be a word. That is the easiest word you could write. If you take away anything from tonight, step one, go into the world. Boys. So step one, go into the world. That means to go and teach people how to follow Jesus. So it doesn't mean that you're going to stand on the side of the road with a sign that just says Jesus. Don't do that. That that's that doesn't make any sense you're just saying there, Jesus. Yeah, going into the world. Jesus. Yeah. Like okay, you could. Like you like you could do that. I'm not going to stop you, but this this you know, step 1 of the mission is a little bit more than walking around Manchester Mills while going Jesus. Jesus. It's it's a little bit more than that. So So here, think Think more. Think more like this. So, what going to the world means is that you want to show your friends how to be a follower of Jesus. You know, you your actions say a lot about a person. You know, if someone think you know if somebody's walking around like, oh man, like I'm like the nicest dude in the world, but they're like a actually like a total jerk and make everybody feel really bad. That's a terrible way to show themselves. So, what this what step one of our mission of going into the world is saying is that we need to show people how to live like a follower of Jesus. You know, we need to be kind to our friends. We need to be kind to strangers. We need to love on people who are, quote, lesser than us. You know, we need to take care of people who can't care for themselves. We need to go out of our way to serve others. That's what going into the world means. It means going to the people who are afflicted and helping them. And a great first step of this mission, you know, something you could just do that's very easy to do is just – sharing with them your story of faith, you know, why everybody in here is at electric, obviously, because you guys are here. So why, like, why are you here? That's a great question you could tell your friend the answer to. If you want to go into the world and work on the mission that God has given you, you start there. Be like, hey, you should come to this thing called electric because one, I go there and it'd be awesome to have you. And two, you know, God did blank for me in my life. You know, share with your friends what God has done for you that is a great first step you can do at this mission. So step two is even even shorter. Make disciples. Step two, make disciples. That's it. It's literally shorter than going to the world. Step two, make disciples. So this is what make disciples means. Making disciples means that you just have somebody in your life that you two share stuff about your faith together. So it's a, it's a little bit tricky because I'm still kind of figuring this out. I feel like everybody's still kind of figuring this out. But, for example, um, I've, I think I've talked about this before, but one of, my f- one of my good friends, him and I would meet every Friday morning at a coffee shop to simply just share community with one another. So we – I'd get hot chocolate. I don't drink coffee. Sorry, Jason. So, <laughs> so he'd get coffee. I'd get hot chocolate. And we would just sit and just share about our week, good, bad funny meme that I saw that he didn't really think was that funny because our humor is a little bit different. But we would just, we would just talk. We would just talk about whatever. That is part of making disciples is that you just find, find a good friend that you know you can trust and you just sit down with them and you just share time together to be more than friends, but you be intentional with them. You know, any, anybody in this room could hang out with each other, sit, laugh, have fun, and then go home. But what Jesus is calling us to is the friends we have, you know, being intentional with it. Like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Here's something going on in my life that's really, like, hard. Can you pray for me with that? That is part of this. And even part of this, too, is finding your friends that might not be believers of Jesus or they say they are, but, you know, they're struggling a little bit with their faith, maybe they haven't come to church in a while, and encouraging them. You know, if you have a friend that doesn't believe, being like, hey, like, like, I know you're not in this whole church thing, but, like, I can promise you that God's really cool, and he's done all this stuff in my life, and, like, I really want you to come, you know, like, yeah, he is cool. You know, like, I like, just encourage the people around, you, you know, your friends to follow Jesus wholeheartedly, because that is part of the mission that God has given us, and as believers in Christ, this, you know, I hate saying, like, this is our job, But it also kind of is because this is the mission that Jesus has given us is to go out into the world and make disciples, you know, help people see Jesus through our actions, through our words, and be intentional with the people around us to help them grow in their faith. Because when we do that, you know, if I help my friend follow Jesus and he becomes, you know, a close follower of Jesus, then he could help somebody else. And then we're spreading light into the world that Jesus also calls us to do. And then at the very end of this whole passage, it says, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age, which I, I feel like and it's ended with this because Jesus is reminding us that he's always with us. You know, he's not present on earth, but he's given us the Holy Spirit so that we can continue in our daily life having that confidence and having that security in Jesus and knowing that, like, you know, even even though life is tough, even though it might be hard praying for random people out in the road, it might be hard going up to your friend and being like, you know, like, hey, like, like, let's hang out intentionally. Let's talk about these hard things going on in each other's lives. Like, that stuff might be hard, but we have Jesus with us always through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit literally just destroys everything else in existence. Like, nothing can even really come, come close to us because we have the Holy Spirit in us. So with all that said, as followers of Christ, we've kind of already accepted this mission. It's kind of part of following Christ is kind of the understanding that you're going to go out into the world and help make disciples and help spread the word of Jesus, because that's something he's called us to. So it's my, it's my prayer for you guys that you can kind of challenge yourself with this. You know, go to school and, you know, maybe invite some people to continue continuous play, you know, tell them about why church is important. And like why you like to come to electric so with all that said we'll go ahead and break